You are listening to a Nerd Room podcast production. We the Nerd. Bunch of nerds. Hey everyone and welcome to Nerd Room. We talk all things Star Wars, Marvel, DC, and beyond. This episode number 287, we're discussing the Hawkeye trailer, the Penguin on HBO Max, and Peacemaker First Look. I'm one of your hosts, Tim. I'm Troy. I'm Carlos. And you know what, guys? Every Monday, it feels like we get a dump of news that is just served up to us for our Tuesday recording and Thursday episode drop and this monday was no different not only did we get a hawkeye trailer for the next disney plus show dropping at the end of november we also got news that the penguin from the matt reeves batman universe could potentially be getting a show on hbo max and then james gunn serves up a beautiful ew article with our first look at john cena in peacemaker we're living the dream, guys. We were talking about so much last week. We got so much on our plate for this week. And I didn't even mention the Insomniac games that are coming, all the figure releases, the crazy week that I at least had in Nerd. It is just amazing to be a nerd in this space, guys. And I'm so happy that we can be here again to discuss all of this. We've even pushed out our Shang-Chi review to some undetermined time because we didn't want to wait to talk about Hawkeye or the Penguin or Peacemaker or any of this. So we're here, guys, to talk all things Star Wars, Marvel, DC, and beyond. And as you can tell, I'm very excited about it. But before we get into this weekend nerd and in the news, just a couple house cleaning items. YouTube, guys, I want you to go over and subscribe to our YouTube channel for two reasons. This coming Friday, The day after this episode drops, we have our first episode of Four Questions About Fandom, our partner podcast, our partner live stream with Vigilante1939. Bring a brew. You can hear Troy just cracked one in celebration (laughs) of our podcast this coming Friday of our live stream. And so head over there, subscribe, tune in at 7 p.m. Eastern, sorry, 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern. Join us for a raw, a real and just a fun discussion about the things we love inside of fandom. And also, you'll find there, as you're subscribing, you'll find a brand new YouTube video of my Marvel collection. Very heavily focused on Marvel Legends, Lego, Funko Pops, a little bit of everything. Pez, whatever you want, it's there. It's only about 10 minutes long. Go check it out. It pairs very nicely with my Jurassic Park video I threw up a couple months ago. And I'm also going to do a Star Wars one here in the not-too-distant future. So we're trying to build up that content on the YouTube page give you guys some insight into the nerd room and also provide you with a different style of discussion with four questions about fandom. So now with all that behind me, guys, let's get into this week in nerd. So this week in nerd is where we discuss the latest and greatest from the world of nerd. And we're going to kick it off with the DC film universe now extending out into a much broader universe inside of hbo max matt reeves the batman carlos you're not excited about this one are you march 2022 uh maybe you can't see my shirt (laughs) on our record here but uh just a little bit just a little bit i'm right there with you man my hype level is huge for that i've got more and more batman merchandise entering the nerd room as the days go on because of this film, my hype for it. And we're seeing this universe around the Batman, Matt Reeves, the Batman grow steadily 
as we get closer and closer to the release date of the actual film. We know there's a Gotham show coming inside of that universe to HBO Max. And Deadline reported this week that there is a Penguin origin-esque sort of story being developed inside of HBO Max starring Colin Farrell, who plays the Penguin inside of the Batman that we're going to see in March of 2022. This game was a big surprise to me, but a very welcomed one. I am all for the streaming service and leveraging that platform to bring us more stories inside of these universes. I don't have to see the Batman to know that it's going to be amazing. And I'm just excited right now that I already have two sets of different in-universe content that I'm going to be able to consume at some point inside of 22 or 23 that's continuing and building that on top of the film stuff. So, Carlos, I got to go to you first. The goddamn Batman, Bruce Wayne, as Troy calls you, how do you feel about this universe expanding even before we've seen more than that trailer from fandom last year? Oh, man, I'm stoked. Like, what this does more than anything is it screams about the confidence that mm-hmm. Warner Brothers has in this project. And if you look at the Suicide Squad, they announced this Peacemaker show that people are like, oh, what is that? I don't know if I want that. Like, who asked for this? And then we all see the amazing film that is James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, Mm -hmm. and the Peacemaker show can't come fast enough. And they did that based on how uh, enamored they were with seeing The Suicide Squad. So that tells me that a similar scenario was played out with what Matt Reeves is doing. And, man, a a guy like Matt Reeves, he's not going to bring something to the table if he doesn't have a story he wants Mm -hmm. to tell. And this isn't a case with some executive going to the creative saying we want a product for HBO Max this feels like the director saying hey I got this cool idea about a story I want to tell in this world and the Penguin's a pretty exciting character to do it with because in kind of the the glimpses that we've got at the Batman it's a pretty gritty urban type story and so to see the Penguin go through something that would be a similar rise to infamy that we've watch play out in shows like the wire or Mm -hmm. what they're doing with the saints of newark show or movie that's coming out for hbo max as the prequel for the sopranos like i'm there for it and the penguin he's got a couple cool variations of his origin that you could tell you could tell the one with the other um esteemed family in gotham that kind of fell on hard times and he's got to come back up or the guy that had nothing and was always disrespected and worked his way through the gangland to infamy or even something different like they did in the Batman Telltale games where there was an association with Bruce Wayne, but uh, they took pretty different steps as they grew into adulthood. And yeah, it, I think the character is right for it. I think we've seen some interesting images with things like um, the set photos of him being with Carmine Falcone and Bruce Wayne at the same time. So uh, if there's a story there to tell, yeah, give me that four, six, eight episodes. And if anybody kills that, crime drama it's hbo so they've only been doing it for decades so i'm (laughs) i am all in for an oswald cobblepot prequel series bring it on i'm i'm done questioning the need for stuff because anything that we (laughs) in the past have said is this a story we need you know did we need a black widow did we need loki the answer inevitably was yes and we thoroughly enjoyed all of that so until something's put in front of me and i'm proven wrong with my hype or my anticipation just keep giving it to me and leveraging these platforms to tell stories. I cannot emphasize how excited I am that we're seeing this replicated over on HBO Max, pulling things out of the big screen, 
onto that platform. I just hope we get it in Canada in some capacity, whether it's on Crave or HBO Max Canada, whatever. Just bring it to us. Give us the content, guys. <laughs> so, Troy, my man, yep. Batman, I know you're pumped for it. I'm interested mm. to hear your take on an Oswald Cobblepot slash Penguin story on HBO Max. Yeah, you know, to be honest, um, first glance, I'm not super thrilled about Well, listen, like everything lines up. I believe Matt Reeves is behind some of this, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. this project and obviously hbo max like carlos mentioned like they knock it out of the park with their content especially something like like the wire and their gangster stuff so that sells me the only thing that doesn't is going back to the oswald i feel like batman has so many amazing villains and, and penguin is one of them i don't really want to cross anything with the fox verse because we did get the mm-hmm. the gotham show and i felt like they actually started that kind of origin telling kind of right the first time there with penguin but I just feel like all of all these characters, why go back to Oswald? I mean, he must play some kind of important role in the film that's coming up. But I, I, I just got to be honest, I would have loved, loved like a Harvey Dent mm-hmm. kind of district attorney kind of story. I would have loved, loved the Falcone stuff even. But um, it's cool. I'll check it out. Like like Tim mentioned, obviously, if we get it here in Canada, that would be cool. But so we're also getting the Gotham kind of spinoff show, like the G, GPT, the... Um, mm-hmm. The Commissioner Gordon kind of side as well. So we're getting like, I guess like three properties coming out of this universe, right? The Batman show, then we have Commissioner Gordon, and now we also have the Penguin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of interesting. So we got like the hero's perspective, the cops. So it's kind of like a little bit of the wire going on here, which is kind of neat. We all get all these different perspectives yeah, of man, what's going great, on in this universe. So take. I think, what's that? I said, that's a great take. That's perfect. Yeah, that's yeah. Great. So I, I think, you know, when you kind of lay out that way, it is kind of cool. I guess I'm just... I'm just hungry for so many of these different villains in this world of Batman that I just, I guess I would just love maybe even like, a, I don't even want to say Catwoman because we even got a bit of her too in Gotham. I just, I'm a sucker for that uh, Harvey yeah. Dent story because I think it's done so well in uh, in Dolan's verse too, which would have been kind of cool to kind of go back there. But uh, I'll check it out as long as we get it over here. I'll check yeah. it out. They're, they're calling it like a Scarface-like series showing the rise mm. of Colin Farrell's Oswald Cobblepot, the Penguin to whatever stature oh, he gets to. And I don't know if this is meant to be a prequel to the Batman or if this is something that happens after the Batman in his subsequent rise post year two of the Batman. So I, I'm not sure if that's out there or if that's yet to be seen, but ultimately I don't think this shuts the door on anything like you saying Harvey Dent, give us something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bring it on. <laughs> I would love yeah. something like that. And they might be saving a character of that stature to put into a Batman two or the Batman two or whatever it turns out to be. Right. There's, I think, room for that. And you're, you're right. It's it's so rich in the rogues gallery, in the Gotham stuff, in the Batman lore. This this is endless storytelling. And it's cool that we can use these platforms to see that Penguin story that might seed things for later. Who knows? We might get Harvey Dent in this introduced just as Harvey Dent, which would be cool. Yeah. That'd be sweet. Yeah. If he shows up in that Gotham Central show, that'd be cool yeah. too. Yeah. Working with mm. Jim Gordon and then... It, it, it'll be cool to see these characters get a chance to shine, be it Jim or Harvey or Oswald, without Batman Shadow mm-hmm. kind of being cast yeah. over them, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's true. Yeah, I'm. That's probably the thing I'm the most excited for is to watch some of these characters blossom and have him totally off the board. Because that was the charm of like that Gotham Central comic book was that Batman was something that either happened before or happened after these guys were there just doing the Joe on the street type of work. So. 
it's a it's a unique way of uh, presenting comic book content for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's it's funny because you got me thinking a little bit, Troy, that with the Oswald Cobblepot and the Gotham series, it does have somewhat of a parallel to what they did in the first season or so of the Fox mm. stuff too, right? Using those as as your focal points. It's a little interesting, but I'm sure the production value would be a little different. And <laughs> and not being 24 episodes or whatever it was, I think yeah. helps this probably being, yeah, like you said, Carlos, a four, six, eight episode sort of arc on that platform. It, it can work. I think it can work. It can work in a real way because we're going to get our first taste of what they're doing over on HBO Max inside of a DC film universe or jumping from the big screen down to a streaming service with James Gunn's Peacemaker. And I agree with your, your sentiments there, Carlos. Before the Peacemaker, that seemed like, you know, we're going to shoot from the hip here and whatever lands, lands. I get out of that film, The Suicide Squad, and I didn't even get enough of John Cena in that role in that movie. And here they are serving <laughs> me up the continuation of that story just a few short months after we see The Suicide Squad on the big screen. Now, Troy, the the Suicide Squad and the success there and the Peacemaker, this, to me, is a show that is a must-watch. Is it a must-watch for you, again, with a caveat as long as we get it here in Canada? <laughs> you know what it is? And if um, if you were to ask me this before seeing Suicide Squad or The Suicide Squad, I would have definitely passed. Um, I'm not the biggest John Cena fan when it comes to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. But after seeing The Suicide Squad, I was I was actually really impressed of what he did and what they did with the character. And um, I really feel, I mean spoilers but um not too much but how they sent a certain character off in the suicide squad his haunting words over uh peacemaker mm-hmm. i really think there's something there that they can hold on to with those tissues and the thread of this show it could be really cool i really hope that's something it's something that's not ignored and uh by that it has me all in man mm-hmm. i i want to know more about this character he wasn't my favorite but he was he was still great he's a lot better than i thought mm-hmm. But that just goes to show how rich all of every other character was because, man, I had a blast with that movie. So to get more and step back into that universe and hopefully open the doors for maybe other spinoff shows for other members of the Suicide Squad, man, that would be great. So, uh, no, I'm, I'm there, man. And I want to see the supporting cast because the second time watching the Suicide Squad, I really liked Amanda Waller's uh, base operation of characters, yeah. too. And they're going to pop up in this show, it looks like, obviously, going off the mm-hmm. images. So um that's another fun factor and i can't wait to see their interactions with peacemaker and the missions that they're going to send this character out on and um yeah man this i'm, I'm excited for this one a lot actually yeah it's, it's looking yeah. good and we're yeah like you said troy we got yeah. our first look at the the show here not in trailer form but in first image on this you know typical ew spread that that is part of the what will be an eventual much larger campaign for promotion on this thing and there's some great quotes here from James Gunn. Now, spoilers for the Suicide Squad. If you've not seen the Suicide Squad, I'm going to spoil something. So make sure you buzz ahead a few minutes here. But James Gunn himself said in this article that he's not a fan of characters dying and being brought back to life. But he overcame his reservations here and added a post credit scene to the Suicide Squad, which we all saw, where Waller's two underlings, the ones that you mentioned here, visit a comatose and very much alive peacemaker in the hospital. And so James Gunn comes back and says, I did the exact thing I hate when filmmakers do, but I did it. He said, I'll live. I'll have to live with the repercussions, which is the most incredible TV show people will ever see. (laughs) (laughs) 
that's amazing. So I, I'm a huge James Gunn fan. I really like what he's putting together here. And in this image, too, he starts to build out what will be the team, the two people that we did see in the Suicide Squad, as well as two characters or a couple characters around him building out his superhero supporting cast. There's a character called Mern, a mercenary with Underwaller, so a direct tie to Amanda Waller, of course. And there's a character named Vigilante. And no, not Vigilante 1939. Different, different guys, but Vigilante. So this... Already pulling this together, January, early January 2022, we're going to see this. So, again, just a few short months away. Seeing John Cena back in this, he didn't take off his costume throughout the whole promotional campaign for the Suicide Squad. And he's back in it here. Carlos, again, coming at you with major hype on my end. Are you going to, are you, are you leveling off with me here? Are you seeing this image as kind of the first taste of what we're going to see here? from Peacemaker and seeing the supporting cast kind of building out here into what is going to be a special eight episode HBO max series. Yeah. Like I, I was in on this one, just seeing James Gunn's enthusiasm over the project and how special it was to him. And that he had a unique story that he wanted to tell. And like yourself, I'm a big fan of his and he's just, he's just such a unique Mm -hmm. voice in Hollywood, but much like Troy after seeing the suicide squad, I, I couldn't, get enough of that movie like I, I couldn't get the action figures fast enough couldn't listen to the soundtrack enough couldn't listen to john murphy's score enough like i freaking love that movie so yeah give me anything else from that world and the fact that we're getting a show directly from that same voice that gave us yeah. the movie and that it's because he has a story that he wants to tell and he's passionate about um I, I'm there for it, man, and I'm I can't wait to see what twisted things he does with Vigilante, who's a pretty interesting character in his own right. Like I remember that guy coming up in like the late '80s, and uh, he got himself a pretty pretty robust fan base, and then DC took that place to some pretty like even by today's standards, some pretty shocking places where he ended off. So. I, I don't imagine any scenario in where James Gunn is not playing with that. And he's going to have some of those colorful characters that nobody else could play with. Like, I've heard rumors of Judo Masters in this thing. <laughs> Bring it. Like, o- only DC Comics with its storied history could have a character called Judo Master. And uh, off we go. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I love that he's going that deep in the bench because those are the type of characters you can do whatever you want with and nobody's going to get precious about it so yeah it, it's going to be it's going to be cool man it's going to be cool and i think it'll be a sight to to behold and he's not one to throw out a bunch of bravado unless he can back it mm-hmm. up and for him to say that about that this show it's got me hyped man i'm, I'm more excited even than i was 10 minutes ago about this yeah show. <laughs> look it's it's something to be said when you're talking about characters that they're bringing in he he made james gunn made the rat catcher 2 the Peacemaker and Bloodsport, some of the most endearing characters that we've seen in the last couple of years, at a minimum, right? Like characters yeah. I have zero connection to, but I couldn't get enough of. And I had this like real raw emotional connection to them in the movie to the point where I really was hurt when Peacemaker died. I was like, what's going to happen? This must be a prequel show and all, you know what I mean? And so to do that in a short span with characters that I have no previous connection to, I have no idea. You know, I'm looking for that in here too. And I think James Gunn, he wrote this, he directed it all. And it's, it's crazy that he was able to find time to do all this in between the suicide squad and now guardians of galaxy volume (laughs) three. This, 
calling him a unique voice is is spot on, Carlos. And I can't wait to see what he does next in all of these DC and and Marvel properties and just being James Gunn. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. No, it's uh, he's a absolute asset to the genre mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, yeah, he's a major voice for for years to come, and bringing characters that we likely would have never seen, <laughs> which is absolutely amazing. Now, for our next news story here, we got to jump into the gaming universe. Now, we have two gentlemen here, Nerd Room Arcade gentlemen here. They're gonna they're gonna walk you through this because there's some serious hype going on here and. I, I have to be brought up to speed as to, to what all of this means. Now, Somniac Games, who is the developer of a lot of the Marvel games, announced that there have two major projects on PlayStation 5, one being Spider-Man 2, Marvel's Spider-Man 2, and another one being Marvel's Wolverine, which, from my very loose ideas here, appear to be set in a gaming universe now, <coughs> along with Spider-Man 1. So I'm going to toss it to you guys. Carlos, Troy, whatever one you want to take a first bite at this bring me up to speed here along with some of the listeners as to the importance of these announcements and how hyped you are for these games especially now that you both have those difficult to find playstation 5s <laughs> oh i gotta throw it to my boy man insomniac spider-man i would do mm. my man in an injustice by taking this one troy <laughs> take it away man. yeah um listen man oh sony playstation the playstation showcase dropped on thursday the past thursday i could not wait to get my hands or eyes on this conference they dropped the bomb they dropped a marvel trailer and it's the guardians of the galaxy so i had to go back down and chill i'm like hey it's not there yet because we had no idea what we're getting into like i'm excited for guardians trust me but you know there's some predictions are we gonna get a spider-man 2 announcement are we gonna get a miles what are we gonna get and i believe they gave us uh the wolverine first they give us the Wolverine. Nobody had any idea we're getting a Wolverine game. The trailer is nice. It's a little clip of a guy in a bar. Right away, you can see him with a cowboy hat. You got the back shot. You see some guys beating up in the bar. The trailer ends with a guy with the bloody knuckles lashing out those claws. And pff, I don't know about you guys, but I lost my mind in excitement. Like, we're getting a Wolverine game. And, uh, and you know what? The thing is, it's been some time because... The last Wolverine, Wolverine always pops up in video games, whether it's like the Marvel vs. Capcom series, the fighting game, whether it's Marvel Legends or, sorry, Ultimate Alliance 3. And um, he's been in a couple other games, but his last good game, believe it or not, to a terrible movie was X-Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah, man, um, that was a great game. And it was a great game. It was in the era where we were doing a lot of like, hack and slash games, like a Devil May Cry, a God of War, and the combat was fantastic. But the cool thing with that game is it actually really utilized Wolverine's healing factor really, really well, where you can actually see the character's wounds from a fight heal over time. So I'm hoping they incorporate that in Insomniac. But um, taking it back to Insomniac verse, they haven't quite clarified whether this is going to be in the same world as the 2018 Spider-Man game. I'd imagine so. But the most important thing is that it is created by Insomniac, and these guys right now has to be PlayStation's number one studio. These guys are really killing it in the gaming world right now. So I did hear that they are most likely going with an M rating title, which is fantastic. And it's going to be very story-driven. So again, I feel like we're going to get a bit more of that God of War, the latest God of War kind of story-driven gameplay. And I'm sure the combat's going to be fantastic. But um, I'll stop right there and I'll let Carlos hop in because we're going to go somewhere else after this. <laughs> Carlos, man, what do you got? <laughs> yeah, man, this Wolverine game was a pleasant surprise. And to be honest, like watching the trailer, it's well put together. It's very 
atmospheric. But the thing that got me the most hype, like you touched on, was that Insomniac's doing it. Like, I'm, I've said it a hundred times on here, like, character over continuity, if it's connected to the Spider-Man stuff or not, like, it really doesn't make a difference to me. But the fact that I know we're going to get something with a rich narrative that's going to have some tight, tight gameplay is what's got me excited. And, like, I love Wolverine, like, what Canadian comic book fan doesn't. And, yeah, man, they just nailed it. And just the fact that he's sitting there in his cowboy hat and his, like, Mm. Calgary Flames red and black plaid shirt. Like, (laughs) time to go, man. Time to go. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, if anybody's going to do the character justice, it's them. And I I think Wolverine will be a neat character to play with because with what his power set is and how he moves around and whatnot, like, you won't have him kind of leaping from building to building and flying around all over the place, but they're going to have to do something to give you a, a nice long gameplay experience. So uh, I'm fully confident that Insomniac will be able to put out something special. And who knows? Who knows if you're dumped out in the wild and they do a bit of Weapon X type of stuff. Or... Oh, some flashback sequences? Yeah, man. man. Cause I think that X-Men Origins Wolverine story or one had a bunch of that kind of stuff, or maybe it was just, like, unlockable costumes that it I'm did no you're, you're 100 right there's flashbacks because it took place i think in like the modern day of that movie but then you're getting flashbacks of like the weapon x program mm-hmm. and they had like lots of costumes you can unlock and i think the beginning of the game even it has wolverine or maybe at the end of the game but you see wolverine in the future because i think there's a sentinel fight yeah there's definitely a sentinel fight in that game ah yeah it's been a long yeah, it's been a, it's time been a long time that one but it's been uh, a long time yeah yeah <laughs> I'm excited, and I wonder if they'll do stuff like incorporate Laura and stuff into it, or Dakin, have them Ooh. as either, like, side characters or characters you get to play with over the course of the game. That could be Oh, like cool Mindapur? Too. Or was, what's that city, sorry? Uh, Madripoor? Madripoor. We could yeah. go there, especially after seeing it in um, yes. Falcon and Winter Soldier. That'd be pretty cool. To be honest, I wonder if pretty they cool. won't base the game there. Yeah. That'd be a pretty money place to start to start it if you don't start it up in the wilds in Canada somewhere. But you know, it's a cool thing too, thinking back this game because the Spider-Man PS4 gets such praise of like the portrayal of Peter Parker, Spider-Man. It's going to be to the point where he's actually compared to like the Tom Hollands and the Andrew Garfields and, and even the Tobey Maguire's. It's going to be cool to have this Wolverine possibly be compared to mm. Hugh Jackman. Cause we haven't really had any other portrayal, but Hugh Jackman, even the game we mentioned X-Men origins is still meant to represent Hugh Jackman. So this mm-hmm. is going to be a really cool kind of take on the character. Well, it'd be neat you to know? see him kind of built up from the ground up and you know, like the X-Men comics, they've been, they've been cool, but just like Logan's kind of been in a weird spot, right? Mm-hmm. To the point that you're kind of rocking the old man, Logan and, Laura is the is mm. your Wolverine in in the six one six universe right now, so it'll be yeah. awesome to see like a scorched earth, brand new voice, brand new telling of Wolverine and like like Insomniac's Peter Parker Spider Man, and I've been with Peter Parker Spider Man since the eighties as a little kid, like, and I mean like every day since then, and it's one of my favorite versions of the character, like hands yep. down, so. Yeah, I, I'm pretty excited to see those same guys put their uh, sensibilities to Wolverine. It, it, the thing that in, piqued my interest there, Troy, when you guys were talking, is when you said that it's a probably the first major portrayal outside of Hugh Jackman and the comic books, right? Where they're putting out mm-hmm. an actual voice, a look, a story to this character. Because decoupling Hugh Jackman from Wolverine is is something that they have to do. 
<laughs> inside of mm-hmm. the next couple of years with not only this, but also eventually, I would assume the MCU at some point. We might get a variant cameo of Hugh Jackman at some point inside of the universe, but I think eventually they got to go a different way. So it's yep. a good point. Like, this is going to be a big step. Absolutely. Yeah. When people are pretty married to their portrayals of Wolverine, like I remember that Wolverine and the X-Men show, nobody gave that one, a, or even X-Men Evolution. Nobody yep. gave those ones a chance because they were so married to the 90s mm. show. But if you go back and watch them, like especially Wolverine and the X-Men, it's excellent. It's one yep. of the best animated Marvel shows out there. But because it wasn't that Fox Kids 90s one, people are like, nope, I don't want this. <laughs> so so what else did they announce there this, uh, this past week there, Troy? The money shot, man. This, this blew me away because... Now, I know it's not Insomniac. I believe it's Square that's doing the Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. But the fact that we got three Marvel games uh, announced <laughs> Marvel Spider-Man 2 for the PlayStation 5. And it's I believe it's exclusive to the PS5. So unlike a couple games that are coming out right now, they're both uh, platforms. So PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5. So you're not getting the full quality of that game, the full potential. But with this game, it's going to be all in the playstation 5 and it's going to be using all that power all that glory and the trailer the trailer was was nuts we get spider-man we get miles morales we get craven the hunter craven the hunter narrating the whole trailer and it was so cool how they're chopping up this trailer because craven's kind of talking to you talking to the audience and he's talking about like the surprise factor and i think it flashes to miles and he's talking about like something else some other characteristic and then it flashes to spider-man but then the trailer ends with Venom answering Craven's question, and he he embraces the we are going to do so-and-so, and the we are being, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, Eddie Brock slash Venom. And what a mic drop, because for me, Craven already sold me, completely sold me. But then when you got uh, Venom coming out of the alleyway, the look looks iconic. Blown away. I mean, we knew we were probably going to get Venom because, um, I mean, 2018 Spider-Man's been out for a while. They did kind of plant the seeds already in the game that we are getting some form of the symbiont, but to have like a full on venom and the marketing going on with the venom, the movie coming out soon and the Spider-Man movie coming out soon, like Sony Marvel does such a good job of making you have like a year of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. They did it much like uh, 2018. I think it yeah, was 2018 when we got uh, infinity war, we got the Marvel Spider-Man game. And then we also had, I think I had something going on in the comics and we got, the uh, Miles yeah. Morales into the Spider-Verse. So they do a really good job of incorporating and making you have an experience of Spider-Man for that year. And it looks like we're kind of going that same direction here, man. I mean, I guess this movie, or sorry, this game doesn't come out till 2023, but the whole experience of just like the excitement, it was there. So I was blown away. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I cannot wait to get my hands on this game. Oh yeah, man. And it, it's funny. Cause like I'm watching this trailer and it's gorgeous. And just the way the characters are moving around and you get like that little tease that maybe Electro having a more substantive role in this one. Cause he was in the 2018 one, but he's always kind of in the background, right? Like you're actually fighting the vulture and you take out Electro by, by happenstance, if memory serves correctly. Like, but uh, at any rate, I, much like Troy, I was excited when Craven's narrating it, but the, trailer is long enough that i actually hit this point where you're watching miles and peter just dismantle these goons oh. and i was like well actually i don't know if i want craven to be the big bad of this game because 
these two should be able to rip him apart and like make pillows out of his vest. But then they go into that alleyway and Venom shows up and it's just like, oh, blew my mind. Blew my mind. And uh, once again, going to Insomniac storytelling, it'll be rad if it's Eddie and they incorporate him. But if they build on that Osborne story that they started in 2018 Spider-Man and if it's Harry in the symbiote, because that's kind of the seed they plant with that trailer mm-hmm. or with the teaser at the end of the first game, uh, that could be really cool too and lead to an amazing story or maybe you fight both, right? Where they take out Harry at the first half of the game and symbiote goes off and finds Eddie Brock, but... Yeah, I'm excited for that. And you know that they have plans with this because you got this glorious array of costumes in that first mm. Spider-Man game, but the only costume you didn't get was actually the black suit. All, all the costumes they gave you from Spider-Man UK to Punk Rock Spider-Man to the Iron Spider suit from the MCU, all those Spider-Man looks, but the one glaring omission is obviously that black mm. suit with that beautiful white spider on it. So yes. I think they've got something pretty special and uh, it's cool. Like much like the MCU, they're playing the long game with this in that they've got something that they want you to experience so bad that they wouldn't even let you swing around in the skin for it in that first game. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I'm all there. It's and that showcase really, really endorsed me spending that money on that PS5. (laughs) Yes. You're there. (laughs) Justified. (laughs) <laughs> you're there well the, the cool thing too they also do in this trailer is like because right off the bat they waste no time showing miles morales so i'm mm-hmm. banking miles morales is obviously gonna be playable in this game whether you can go back and forth between peter and miles will be interesting but like you mentioned with the black suit if spider-man does peter parker does don the black suit i won't be surprised if you're gonna be miles and you're gonna have to kind of put pete down for at least a little bit so that'd be awesome that's a that, that there could be take. some really cool mechanics going on in this game I don't think yeah. it is, but man, can you imagine if it was online two player? Oh, we're gonna have to take a month off work. <laughs> Tim would be looking up Sunday because he wouldn't have any codes. Yes, yeah, a little, little TNR arcade sabbatical from the podcast. <laughs> oh man, well, I, it, it excites me to see how excited you guys are for these games coming out, and I'm not a gamer by any any means, but the fact that we're getting this hype across so many different platforms whether it's tv or or video games is just incredible to stand back and and just watch it happen watch it unfold i watched the trailers i thought they were great you know i don't have the same appreciation for things but i have the appreciation for the storytelling and what it's doing for the video game universe and all that so i can't wait i can't wait you know if you guys gotta take a month off you guys gotta take a month off it's okay <laughs> maybe by that time we'll have our netflix series and we can subsidize all that you know what i mean <laughs> yeah we got, we got a year yeah. year to plan <laughs> well let's see if we can keep this hype train going here we got a brand new disney plus show coming at the end of november in the form of hawkeye and we got the first trailer for said show this past monday this is the first Christmas we've had together in years. I love you guys. I'm making up for some lost time. Authorities are wondering if the masked vigilante who terrorized the city's underworld is back. The past has caught up with me. Should we be worried? No, no, it's nothing. I'll be home for Christmas. I promise. It's the 
When I wore this suit, I made a whole lot of enemies. You're a Hawkeye. Who the hell are you? Some people have actually called me the world's greatest archer. Are you one of those people? It's the most wonderful. Hey, babe, I should be back in a day or two. Hang on a second. Things have gotten more complicated. Hawkeye drops with a six-episode first season arc, Wednesday, November 24th, 2021. We just got that release date a couple weeks ago, and now we have a trailer in front of us for what will probably be the last Disney Plus MCU property to debut inside of 21. And this falls in between the debut of The Eternals and Spider-Man No Way Home. So a ton of MCU content at the back end of 2021 and i'm super excited for this mostly because it's a christmas themed mcu piece (laughs) i gotta say (laughs) i hook line and sinker for a a good christmas themed mcu show you know it's it's not going to be the iron man 3 i think they're going to lean a bit more into this but seeing hawkeye kate bishop in a full-fledged trailer which when I watched this, this felt more like a movie trailer than any show we've seen. Loki, The Falcon Winter Soldier, WandaVision. Those felt like trailers for TV shows. This one is a full-on movie, both in scope, scale, and just design of the cinematography and the characters and what they're doing. So, Troy, talk to me about Hawkeye here. High-level thoughts after watching this trailer. And where's your excitement level land post-trailer watching? Man, I, I, I completely echo your thoughts. When I saw this, I literally had to step back and think, wait, is this a movie yeah. or is this a show? Because this trailer screamed cinematic movie trailer production. It was all there. Jimmy Renner is owning it as Hawkeye. But for me, I'm, I'm, I I'm really, really love Haley Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. And I cannot wait to see her portrayal of Kate Bishop. Um, This looks like so much fun. And again, like a different kind of direction from the MCU, but also something very familiar mm-hmm. at the same time. And it looks like we're going to be getting, obviously, the flashbacks of his Ronin days. And I like how that's kind of coming back and haunting him um, without it feeling like a Winter Soldier effect. This still feels a little fresher, a little different, but kind of similar, um, especially because it's different grounds, because we know what Hawkeye's like before becoming Ronin. And he's a pretty stand-up guy, whereas Winter Soldier, for the most part, outside of Bucky, he's always kind of been a cutthroat assassin that we've seen him as in the MCU. So I can't just wait to see what they're going to do. I love that he's kind of been settled with his family, but now he has to kind of take care of business just for a little bit, but it looks like it's going to extend into a Mm -hmm. longer period of time. So I'm blown up. Like, Disney, like, we're spoiled. We're absolutely spoiled. (laughs) Like, Marvel is killing us right now. Like, 
when we step back and we look at the year of 2021 for the Marvel properties alone and like the shows, like cannot complain mm-hmm. at all. This is crazy. And then we're going to top it off with Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, my goodness. No, I'm, I'm really excited about this one. And I'm still coming off the high of Loki. And I'm loving I am loving the what yes. if the last episode was was bananas, and then we're hopping into Hawkeye. Man, like take all my money. This is this is yeah. great. I'm really excited about this. Best one. nine dollars a month you've ever spent. <laughs> <laughs> yes, come on, yeah. come on, guys. If Easily, you're not watching yeah. Disney Plus, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. I, you know, it's it's to echo back what you were saying there too, just as you echoed me. I love that they're using that. Ronan stuff as the catalyst for this, for getting him back into that universe. There's consequences for his actions. And it seems that no one knew it was him that was doing that. So I like using that as the segue across from where he ended in Endgame into this mm-hmm. point. Now, I'm a bit disappointed he still doesn't have the Hawkeye haircut from Endgame. <laughs> the midlife crisis <laughs> thing that I'm going to do eventually when I lose the rest of my hair. <laughs> but, but you got your Broadway. You got a Cats America Broadway. Okay, it's funny you say that because <laughs> my wife's first reaction, not like she said, oh, the trailer looks good and all that. She's like, I want that Rogers on Broadway. Like, I want that story. <laughs> it's another Disney Plus show. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> Carlos, man, let's, uh, let's hear what you have to say about Hawkeye here. This new trailer... We've got a cameo from Yelena in it. We've got a cameo from Pizza Dog. There's a lot going on here. This feels big. Oh, man. It, it doesn't even matter what I think about it. It's so the morning that this stuff all dropped, that poster comes out first. And my youngest is in our bedroom kind of getting ready for school. And my wife sends it to our little family chat with the Hawkeye poster. And you hear this like effusive like giddiness and screaming over the Hawkeye poster. And then she realizes that the trailer is dropped and she actually runs over to the bed and rips my wife's iPad out of her hand so that she can watch the trailer, <laughs> not on her phone, but on the iPad. And like this kid was just beaming, like just beside herself excited for this show. And uh, it, it's kind of cool because the like, she is all in for Kate Bishop's Hawkeye to the point that she read all the, all the Kate Bishop stuff that's out there, including like the champions type stuff in physical comics. And then she wanted more. And so I was like, well, do you want to kind of see what Clint was doing parallel to that? And I bought her the fraction David Aja um, run of Hawkeye on comiXology. And man, she crushed that thing in like a week. So now to see this brought, to glorious live action and it the trailer very much suggests that it's based on that run of the Mm -hmm. comics like man it 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 was really cool to see and uh it's kind of neat to actually be the guy that doesn't know and to have my be on the back foot a little bit with her knowledge of what's coming up and like her having that insight as to what the story is going on and the stuff with the dog and everything else so yeah i'm pretty excited for the show but mostly like the trailer was great and uh, it'll be appointment viewing but like that appointment now i guarantee you will be at six o'clock in the morning (laughs) when i have to wake up an hour early before my work day so that we can watch this thing before she heads off to school type of thing so yeah her excitement for this 
it was worth the year's worth of Disney Plus for me. Like, oh, yeah. She is like back to school shopping. She bought freaking purple Converse because Clint had them on in one of the panels <laughs> in the Fraction book. So, so um, cool. And that was bef- that was her hype before seeing this trailer. So you can only imagine now. So yeah, man, it's gonna be a big deal in this house for sure. Oh yeah, and I think it's gonna be a big deal everywhere. Trey, you mentioned the success of the MCU on Disney Plus and on the big screen, like four movies, four shows, five shows if you include What If across this year. Mm. This one's gonna take us right through to the end of December, through the six episodes debuting at the end of November there on the twenty fourth. This will take us through No Way Home and. It's going to be great. I said the top kind of jokingly, but I'm dead serious that the Christmas theme makes it that much more for me. I just love it. <laughs> I love how they're integrating all that. And the Kate Bishop Hawkeye or Renner, Haley Steinfeld chemistry is absolutely palpable on this trailer. I love to see the back and forth, what they're doing there. Haley is, is an incredible talent to have in this. And I am pumped that she is... I think inevitably, I think we're making some assumption that there's going to be a baton passing of sorts, like we saw with Yelena and Black Widow, and that we're going to see a lot more of her in the future, whether that's on a big screen iteration of Kate Bishop, whether that's in the Avengers or Young Avengers or wherever they take this. This character is here to stay. And this trailer, you know, we saw pictures before and all this, but this trailer sold me on the fact that I already need more of this character. And that's that's a testament to to what they're doing here. Hawkeye, November 24th, guys. It cannot come soon enough. I know we got some what if to get through. We got Eternals to get through. We got more hype for No Way Home and all this craziness. Like the stuff we talked about today, you know, especially with Peacemaker and everything that's happening over the last couple of weeks. If you condense the shows down to what's going on the last three, four months of 2021 and early part of 2022, guys, we're like, it's going to be literally nonstop for us in this oh yeah like between now and the batman you have venom in like two Mm -hmm. weeks you have the eternals you'll have hawkeye you'll have no way home you'll have peacemaker you'll have morbius and you'll have the batman (laughs) like you have a major piece of content like not every even every month like almost every three weeks and that's just launching so in between that you'll have the weekly episodes of the shows yeah Exactly. And then 2022 rolls up and you've got Miss Marvel and She-Hulk like they're they're coming. Right. And Mm -hmm. so it's we've got this unbelievable slate in front of us. And then you take things like the figures and the video games and everything else that's going on. This is the best time to be a nerd. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i think i'm gonna take a month of holidays because like between hawkeye and the guardians game and no way home and the witcher is dropping <laughs> i got no time to work sorry work. i got no time to work <laughs> sorry I, and we get book of boba yes too, yeah of course there as well. like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we had a whole star wars this episode last week where we talked about wars. book of boba fett and it's coming guy we amped that one up of course how could we have forgotten that <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and why the last man is dropping? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Ironically, up here on Disney Plus, airing a DC comic show. Ugh. What what like, world do we man. live in, guys? What world do we I live don't... in? <laughs> An incredible one. That is the answer, and guys. That does it for news for this week. Now we're gonna we're gonna jump over to what is a very intense 
collectible week with our weeks in nerd. All right, guys, we're going to kick this one off a little bit different than we usually do. We're not going to go straight into our pickups, but we're going to talk about some Hasbro reveals that tie really nicely into Troy's year of Spider-Man or what has turned out to be years of Spider-Man when it comes <laughs> to Marvel <laughs> Legends. Going back to the six-inch retro card. Now, Troy, you've been going back and grabbing some of the 90s stuff, and you've also been picking up oh, yeah. all of these retro cards from the Spider-Man. This seems to be a big hit. This seems to be where they're doing their best work at the six-inch scale on the retro cards is in the Spider-Man. Now, they debuted mm-hmm. what is six new Marvel Legends. So you got Ben Riley, You've got the black suit symbiote Spider-Man, which you just talked about, this iconic suit. You've got a spider armor, what is it, Mark One, which I've never seen before. You've got Shocker, Hammerhead, and a Hobgoblin all on these vintage card backs. Now, Troy, where's your temperature at with yeah. this one? <laughs> Man, this is this is nuts. Carlos and I's DM was on fire. I think I hit him was like, dude. <laughs> You got the black suit, like all caps, you know, like <laughs> losing my mind here. Um, you know, it's it's a it's a funny story. I guess it'll it'll go on my week of nerd, but um I I was gifted actually um last week from a, a great funny a great buddy, Travis, who um he, he knows my big collector and he hit me up. He's like, Man, this is all you and he presented me with in card, it's it's great condition, um, Spider-Man in the black suit from the toy biz era from the nineties animated series. And I was like, lost my mind. Obviously I'm like, this, this is amazing. This is, this is tough to find. I put them up on my rack with the other guys. And then like two days later, we <laughs> get the six inch <laughs> announcement that the black suits coming. So super cool. Um, this way for me though, it's, 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 it might be better than the original um, last wave that we got from like the original red and blue Spider-Man suit along with um, MJ, the green goblin, the Peter Parker, the swappable head, Gwen Stacy, MJ. Um, this is, this is deep. This is deep. Like I'm getting everybody. And this is really great, especially for collectors like myself that missed out on getting figures like the hobgoblin. Cause he was a builder figure at mm. one point, And then there was like another version of him. So now you can get your hands on him. You can get hammerhead. You can get him in that suit. Um, obviously the black Spider-Man, you can get, you get the, like the superior version now of Ben Riley in the sensational costume, which is one of my favorite costumes of all time. Um, but the great thing was that figure he's, he's rocking the new body mold of the, the posable, super posable Spider-Man that came out, I think a year ago. And also the black suit now is in that suit or that body. But for me, what tops off the black suit is the face sculpt. Like that to me is like back in black all business mm-hmm. like peter parker developed a lot more than a backbone if you if you know that quote from the animated series i'm all there man like this is just it's amazing it's it's a fantastic wave i, I, I gotta double up like i gotta get like two of everything minus shocker and hammerhead everybody else i gotta double up on like i'm i need it i need it in my life man this is this is an amazing amazing reveal and uh hasbro just just knocked it out of the park with this one yeah so it's good. cool. Now the black suit, the symbiote Spider-Man. This is there was a two yeah. pack with Craven, right? Where you could also get this, mm-hmm. but this is a different sculpt. Yeah, that's the second release. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So originally, when they first released him, he was part of the Sandman Build a Figure okay. wave, um, and he was pretty hard to get. And then they re-released him, knowing that with the dual pack, mm-hmm. like you mentioned, with Craven, which was basically Craven's last hunt 
Wave. Um, he's a Toys R Us exclusive, that version. But that version was the exact same as the one I mentioned before from the Sandman okay. Build-A-Figure. I think it came with maybe less hands. But that sculpt was basically based off the famous uh, Pizza Spidey mm. he was dubbed, which is the very skinny frame. Yeah. Um, but now he's rocking like that cool, like, swole Spider-Man, which is my favorite Spider-Man. So, yeah. Yeah, he's a must-have. He's Ooh. a must-have. Carlos, you picking these ones up too? Well, my boy already, he, he's already <laughs> got my back, man. Like, I was out in a boat. I didn't even know that there was pre-orders available. And he's like, dude, I got us sorted. I've got us locked up for a bunch of these figures. And, uh, yeah, my man always has my back. So, he, my daughter's all-time favorite Spider-Man is Scarlet Spider. So, Christmas time that just passed, Troy, like, gifted us the beautiful original Scarlet Spider rocking that hoodie. So I'm stoked to actually get uh, a chance to buy the Ben Riley in that mm. um, spectacular costume. So that's cool. Probably get those two and Hobgoblin. Um, I've got like PTSD from that 90s spider armor <laughs> with those like variant covers with the foil and whatnot. <laughs> so I, I might mess with Shocker. Um, but yeah, like the black suit Spider-Man for sure. Spectacular for sure. And actually speaking of the retro cards, like that was one of the things that I ended up picking up recently was the Miguel O'Hara Spider-Man mm-hmm. on that retro card. There's a guy who had him a bit earlier or whatever. So Troy, if you want him, like I said, he's yours, man. But Oh, he's um, being shipped right now, man. I got him on the way. Two right, of them. As, <laughs> on the way. As long as you got him on lock. But yeah, that guy, he didn't come out of the pack. He just went on the piano and yeah, you had first right of refusal on it, but uh yeah, man, those retro card figures, so awesome. So awesome. So, yeah. And I also love that the cards are indestructible. Yeah, thick cardboard. <laughs> no, this is a great line, and I don't, I don't collect this one, of course, but seeing the success here of this Spider-Man stuff and the depth that they're going to in this line only excites me more for what they're going to do next, right? They're, they're going to run away with this stuff. And it's cool to see them going to so many different characters because on the flip side of that, there was a Hasbro Star Wars fan first Friday or whatever it was where they had a few reveals into it. And there's a lot of disappointment expressed online with the reveals inside of that, a lot of it being repaints and they're doing those uh, concept color Mandalorian figures, the collection coin figures and all that. And a lot of exclusives. It seemed the only new reveal on the Black Series 6-inch scale was that Leia on the Power of the Force cards. And so there's some struggling there. My, my only sentiment towards that is that my hope is that Hazard has been doing so many of these reveals that the odd one's going to bomb, where they're not going to have a lot of new stuff. I think there's also that Mando Grogu repaint where he comes out of the muck. Like, so it's that case yeah. where he's just covered in mud, and then you've got Grogu doing the I'm stopping the big beast type thing. So from the first season there. So a lot of repaints in that. But my hope is is they're holding the powder for a major book of Boba Fett reveal of a figure mm-hmm. line where you're getting Boba Fett, you're getting Fennec, you're getting a, you know, a whole bunch of characters from that series, maybe a Mando combined wave where we're finally going to get that. Because like that's that's a figure that's out there, right, that we haven't seen anything from is even the robed Boba Fett that that we saw in Mandalorian. So, I you know, I know there there's a little frustration out of there and. I hope that people don't get too down on the Black Series and all that because I, I do believe there's stuff to come. And there's so much of it out there anyways. And, you know, it's it's time to, to maybe take a, a breather on the wall because it's coming in a major way with all this Disney Plus coming, Disney Plus stuff coming with others and or Obi-Wan or, or Book, Book of Buffett. 
we're going to get the black series in a major, major way with a lot of new stuff. That's right. <laughs> Wait until they reveal the black series, Darth Vader, Obi-Wan Kenobi from the Obi-Wan show. Oh, <laughs> it's going to be crazy. Oh, no. Oh no. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. So let's, let's do it. Let's get into, into our weeks in nerd here. Troy, why don't you, why don't you kick us off with this one? You know, you had the hype around the Spider-Man stuff. Yeah. Was was it just the pre-orders? Because yep. this stuff's not coming until March, I believe, of 2022. So what filled, filled the void for this week as you are anticipating those figures coming in the future? Oh, man, I was all over the place. It wasn't it wasn't like a crazy, crazy uh, weekend nerd. But um, I guess keeping it Hasbro, I finally got my hands on the Iron Man Infinity Saga mm-hmm. Marvel Legends. I can't remember what armor. Is that from Iron Man 1? I yes, yeah, I yes, think it's it is. Mark yeah. three, isn't it? I think it's the mark. Yeah. So, mark three, yeah. um, yes, yeah, the first time I saw him in the wild, and I mean, really, I should have just stuck to my guns and waited for him to drop in price because I'm sure a lot of those guys are like Odin's pretty stacked. Mm-hmm. So is Quicksilver, but I was like, ah, I need that Iron Man. So I, I grabbed him, picked him up, and uh, he displays really well in box with the other Infinity Saga line. So that's pretty cool. Um, like I mentioned as well, like my boy Travis, he gifted me. Huh, that amazing Black Suit Spider-Man from the Toy Biz era. Just like, oh, an amazing looking character figure. And um, man, Market Mall. <laughs> Went to Market Mall, EB Games. And um, I was like, man, I was really in the mood for like something like high-end. I, so I don't know why I was at EB Games for that. But <laughs> I was at EB Games and I look up. And I don't really look up often at EB Games because they do have some high-end stuff there, right? And I look up and I just hear Carlos's voice, just like Nightwing, $79.99, DC Direct. <laughs> and I'm like, that's right. He totally told me about this thing. But the fact that he was $79.99, he's a 11-inch, he's a 1-6 scale uh, statue in that iconic hush pose. I mean, Carlos already has the figure or the statue, but it's my turn to get my hands on this statue. And... um blown away because i actually saw him out of the box too they had him displayed i right away asked customer service you got one of these guys like i need them and he's like i think i got one left in the back um but if if not you can take this one that's on display i'm like sure like whatever it takes and comes back he had the one more and got that guy home i i I, you know i sent carlos the classic photo of the figure in the car and um he's like man you know i I felt like (laughs) i felt like i did him proud and um you did this guy home (laughs) Oh, I can't tell you how happy I was. I was just like, you needed to have that guy. My I needed Grayson to have it, that man. statue. I couldn't believe it. Because honestly, like, um, apart from my, my, my Dragon Ball statues, this is the first actual proper, like, kind of statue that I messed with. And when I opened them up, like, the weight of them and the paint apps, I was like, what have I done? Like, I had that Anakin. What have I done? Because now, <laughs> now, now it's opened up this new Pandora's box of, like, I need to get statues. Like I need to be on the st- so right away. I'm like online looking up like one six scale statues. I'm asking Carlos what Batman could scale with this guy because I can't just have Nightwing by himself. So that's another hunt. But satisfied with this DC Direct, he's amazing. And for the price point that you get in these guys right now, like you, you just can't go wrong. So um, picked up Nightwing and oh shoot, and then like a couple weeks back, I guess last week because I didn't I didn't record, but. Um, another thing, I, I, I went to our local comic book shop, Phoenix. I, I got rid of a whole bunch of Black Series and some Marvel Legends, took them to the shop, got a wicked trade in value. And the clerk's like, well, what do, what do you want? What do you, you want to trade? What do you want to do? And I'm like, 
I want to take this guy off your hands. I want that War for Cybertron, <laughs> Optimus oh, Prime, yeah. one six scale. I'm like, I, I need it, man. I need it. Because, again, like, the influence of you guys, Carlos, man, and grabs a while back, too. And Ian as well, man, like, it kind of pursued me in this Transformers line. And I took this guy home. I opened him up. And I was, blow- I'm still blown away by what this figure can do, his capabilities, the articulation, the engineering, the paint apps. Like, I think it might be the best figure in my collection that I, I, I really like. Like, it might be my favorite. Wow. Just for the fact that I'm like a hot toy. I love my hot toys, but you got to be careful how you articulate them. Optimus Prime is like, whatever you want to do with this figure, you just go to town on. And um, got that guy home and and then kind of passed that bug back to Ian. So our boy Ian got the same figure a little <laughs> while after. Then I threw that battering back at Carlos. And, well, Carlos, take it away, man. <laughs> How's your weekend nerd? Yeah, it, I, my weekend nerd started off by getting hit in the face by a battering because you go and you go to Marty's and I think you might even phone me, but you're like, man, I got this freaking figure from him and it is the greatest thing that I've ever put in my hands. And you're, you're talking about like opening up the box and it's smelling like your dad's, like his the shop that he used to mess yes. in. And uh those wheels start turning and I was just like, man, like I am such a mark for transformers that like, I (laughs) don't mess with them because it is dangerous, dangerous, dangerous ground. But then like Troy, who's got, he's surrounded by the sweetest plastic ever. And if it doesn't exist, he makes it. And to have this guy sitting there telling me that this is the greatest action figure that he's ever laid his hands on. Um, it has those wheels turning. And then I'm like, wow, you know, I, I don't really want to start going down this path because Optimus would lead to Megatron and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like looking at his pictures and he does that sweet video and Ian's talking about pulling the trigger on it. I was like, no, I can't. I got like the Masterpiece Prime and that's got to scratch that G1 Optimus Prime itch. And then Sunday morning rolls around. May or may not have had a bit of a hangover. And... uh <laughs> I'm playing around on eBay, and I'm like, well, Troy bought that sweet 3-0 War for Cybertron Optimus Prime, and I end up scoring a sweet deal for the Bumblebee version of Optimus Prime from 3-0 mm. as well. So this is kind of a sister piece to Troy's Optimus Prime, and he's in that look that he had at the beginning of the Bumblebee movie, which isn't the Michael Bay Optimus Prime, but he's basically a live action version of the mm-hmm. Optimus Prime that we all knew yeah. and loved and grew up with. And uh yeah man, I throw this guy an offer and he's in Quebec. And so I was like, okay, if this happens, it's meant to be. Throw him a bit of a lowball offer and like with shipping and everything, it's still like I think a hundred bucks short of what American retail was in Canadian dollars. And I go all grocery shopping and I think Troy and I are DMing still about stupid Optimus Prime while I'm trying to buy groceries. <laughs> and then, like, the eBay chime goes off on my phone. I was like, ah, is this guy declined? I was like, ah, oh, shoot. This guy accepted my offer. And so I, I, di- I didn't even reply to this guy. I screen capped it and sent it to Troy because it was too funny. I was like, here you go, man. Optimus <laughs> Prime is a done deal. And uh, <laughs> let me tell you, man. This guy showed up in the mail just yesterday. He's hot off the press. And I ended up working like 
45 minutes, maybe an hour and 15 minutes longer today past what my quitting time was because I owed the company a bunch of time for all the breaks I took to sit and futz around with this optimist <laughs> and pose them up and like light them. And like, man, it is a gorgeous figure. Like Troy, like Troy, like he's just so fun. He's like unbelievably posable. And like yes. the balance in this guy is insane. Oh. Like I'll, I'll post some pics on our Instagram actually before yes. this episode drops, but I got the, I put him on my kid's desk and like had him like shooting, like standing on one leg is always like, mid action pose and he comes with this really cool stand that's all uh it's all kind of ergonomically uh, balanced so it's a really light stand but you can actually have him in like mid flight fight poses mm-hmm. and this big huge like 12 inch style figure um it was die cast and heavy as hell um doing all sorts of funky stuff and there's like no chance of him falling over but like Man, I love and hate you so much for like opening this Pandora's box with this figure. It it was nuts. I'm so glad you got your hands on that, man, because that's that's what kind of started this whole thing. You're like, now look at it. Look what's happened. That's I know. Crazy. I know. Cause yeah, we were cause you asked me about it. I was like, ah, I kind of looked at them. I, I love the Cybertron one, kind of looking at the Bumblebee one, and then yeah, man, you struck that match and oh. you, cre- you created a wildfire. I think three zero stock price went up between like these sales in Canada and Japan, and then not knowing what the heck's going. Yeah, we're on. influencers now, man. Influencers, <laughs> just our own money we're spending on it. Other people's. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And then, uh, yeah, for me, the the other big thing this week was we had the Calgary Expo mm. in town, and so I ended up venturing forth and going to that, and and it was cool. It was like a fifth of maybe the size it's been historically, but. It was okay. Like it was laid out and spread out as much as they could. And they were very adamant about the masking and sanitizing going into this place. So that was cool. Um, got to listen to Ray Fisher talk and tell his story and his words. So th- that's something for another show, maybe a live stream this mm-hmm. weekend. You, you never know. Uh, but the highlights of the expo was uh, family goes, we're flipping through some pages and artist John Delaney ends up talking to my wife a bit. And, uh, he ends up selling us a page of his Justice League Adventures comic uh, that features some cool shots of Aquaman and like a really cool shot of the Justice League in there. And he's like, you know what? If you want, I'll sell you that page and uh, do you a sketch character of your choice for 120 bucks. And so he sold her a page and he did her Whoa. this really cool full color Wonder Woman uh, for a song. Like you, you can't touch that. I think one of the guys there was charging that for a signature and a, quick little remark so yeah and super cool guy like super entertaining like just this wonderful boisterous personality and he's the kind of guy that you could just sit and be in a room with for three hours and just listening to him talk and tell war stories and just the energy coming off of him but bang up guys as everybody on this show knows my oldest daughter is a massive massive superman fan and when she was a toddler Superman Returns was obviously playing at a theater and we have a picture of her walking up to the movie poster outside a theater and it's just her back and she's a toddler reaching up to this Superman Returns poster and it's the one of him kind of looking down over the earth but it's a really cool beautiful it's, shot. It's incredible and, guys um, just like it's it's beyond <laughs> beautiful the, the the picture is cool. Yeah thanks man 
And so before the expo, we saw that Brandon Routh was coming and uh, we had met him once before a couple of years ago at the expo, but my daughter really wanted to get an autograph from him because she had gone and taken her picture with him. So my wife had the idea of printing out this picture instead of using one of the ones there and getting him to sign that as an autograph. So we go up to his booth and um, pay for the autograph signing. And he's kind of in like, he almost looks like the Pope behind this yeah. little plexiglass Pope mobile thing. And so the lady working with him, like his handler or whatever, passes him the picture and he kind of stops and he's looking at it. And my daughter is the person talking to him and we're just kind of behind. And uh, he goes, so what's the story with this picture? Who's this? And my daughter's like, that's me. And he kind of stops and he's looking at it and he starts to get a little emotional. And he's like, was this some special screening or something? And I'm like, she's having a hard time talking and he's like, you could tell he's getting a little verklempt. And I was like, well, no, it was just, she loves Superman. And she uh, saw that poster when she was a toddler and ran up to it kind of thing. And uh, he's like, do you remember this to my daughter? And she's like, no, but I, I watch the movie all the time and I love it. And, you know, I, I have a copy of that poster in my bedroom and stuff like that. And so he sits there for like a couple seconds and he's just contemplating and he writes her this beautiful little note about being so pleased that he could meet an older version of her and signs it to her and uh, gives her the picture back. And uh, then as we go, we're just kind of saying thank you. And as we're going to leave, he's like, nope. He goes, we need a picture. He's And he turns to the ladies and the ladies kind of getting the little visa machine out to charge me for this thing. And he's like, nope, this one's on me. And uh, takes this beautiful little picture with my daughter. And man, like that guy, he is Superman. Like oh, that is that Superman life a, kind of oh, thing, right? Like Amazing, amazing. Yeah, it was so cool. Like this kid has been on cloud nine ever since. And just, yeah, just the fact that the guy was just as good and genuine as, and nice as what you would hope an actor who portrays that character to be was, well, oh, that's a memory my family will have forever. So shout out to Brandon Routh, man. You are the man, and I hope that we can see you don that red cape again sometime oh. soon in that, yes. with that sweet Kingdom Come yeah. costume that they tailored for you. But, uh, yeah, that oh, that was obviously made my weekend nerd kind of thing to have my little girl have that type of experience. So, yeah, it was pretty it, cool. It was awesome because oh. you kind of share that like in the moment. Like uh, My wife pulled it up on on your wife's Instagram and said, like, check this out. And then we got talking to the DM, and then you posted on Twitter, and then we got – like the whole community was buzzing about it. It was it's kind of cool that we almost kind of got to experience that with you, you know, not in the same emotional level, of course, but that it was all kind of happening kind of real time. It was, it was really cool to see all that happening. Cause I remember just stopping and be like, Whoa, like, look at this. Yeah, man. And that is cool that you say that because it was kind of real time. Like, I don't think I had moved 25 feet before I get the DM from you. And then we're kind of going back and forth. Because, yeah, my wife, she is crazy fast and I didn't upload <laughs> yeah. to that Instagram, man. They all like, are. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was unbelievable. Like, I, I think I was literally putting the picture into the plastic sleeve when I get your DM. So that's how fast yeah. it was. So when you say that we all experience this real time, it's very true. It's like you guys were right there with uh-huh. me. It, it was awesome. I, I love seeing like that. That's like, that's a crazy story. And I like, I hope one day that my daughter can have an experience like that where it's you know you're meeting an icon you're meeting someone that you looked up to like literally looked up to in that picture <laughs> it's so cool mm-hmm. yeah. 
So cool. Yeah. No, it was an unbelievable experience. So, yeah, man. If you're going to put on that red cape, you got to you gotta be that mm. way, man. Like, yeah, man. It, it was really cool to see that guy be that genuine and that nice. Yeah. What an experience. What an experience. That's a hard thing for me to, to follow up. But there is there is a common theme here with all three of our weeks and nerds. And there seemed to be something special going on inside of the collecting world because this concept of the Pandora's box at Marty's <laughs> is the consistent theme. First thing, though, I, I walked into Marty's local comic shop, Phoenix Southwest, and I go in and I think to myself, shit, someone must have sold Marty a bunch of black series. <laughs> it was my literally my first reaction. <laughs> There it is, light bulb. It's our choice, because <laughs> he had all kinds of stuff, and like he had, like it was all pretty fresh, right? And, and so I, I've I've been on this kick lately of selling stuff and translating the cash into new collectibles. And I talked last week during our Star Wars episode that I had this like renaissance in my brain after watching the making of season two finale of the Mandalorian, and I had run out and gotten that Boba Fett black series figure, and I had bought. A couple of power of the force well it took off this weekend i go into marty's and i bet you i've looked at this stuff 15 20 times over the last six to 12 months and it is the power of the force Dubak and ronto like the beast figures from the power of the force line these are like your 96 97 this is special edition stuff and i have some of the beasts from when i was a kid and I walked in there and I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy the Dubak today. And so I go in, slap it down, walk out, and I get back home. And I come down with a serious case of plastic anxiety. <laughs> like like <laughs> I've never felt before. Went to bed. I literally was on the verge of like a plastic panic attack thinking that someone had, was going to go into Marty's and grab this freaking Ronto. And take off when I thought to my, I should have just got them both. So I literally run up there at opening on Sunday morning, I think. I was like, where are you going? I was like, I got to go to the comic book shop. I'll be like 10 minutes. And she said, you were there yesterday. I said, I got to go. Like, I can't, (laughs) I have to go. So I run up there. I'm literally in and out of Marty's within minutes. Grabbed the Ronto. And then I also grabbed a, a Mace Windu episode one sneak peek mail away figure. And because I had this plan, because I was on Facebook Marketplace the night before, thinking like, okay, I need to also beef up my three and three quarter inch Phantom Menace collection. And I had a figure from, I believe it's the first Phantom Menace figure I ever bought, which was the the battle droid on the little skiff thing, the sneak peek with the green Star Wars. Doesn't even have the Phantom Menace. It's still part of the Power of the Force line, but it is, of course, from the Phantom Menace. First figure I bought pull the trigger on that on Sunday as well. So over the course of the weekend, I ended up with a couple pieces from Phantom Menace and a couple pieces from Power of the Force and the Beast versions. And guys, I'm not stopping. <laughs> I'm, Amazing. I'm all in on this line. I'm putting a big pause on the Black Series with the exception of a couple Mando figures, Book of Boba Fett stuff. But I don't know where I'm going to go or, or how deep, but I'm not stopping. I am in love with power of the force i was sharing it with mike tarkin from sandcrawler he's a big power of the force guy dave we're having a blast online this week and i'd thrown these pictures up we got a lot of great community engagement with it 
and it seems to be a line that people have like a lot of affinity for and it is my star wars line i had a great conversation with ian over the weekend because the, the vintage stuff i have a lot of it but it was not my star wars those figures i was too late coming into star wars because i just didn't have a connection to it as a young kid i came to it with the special edition and with the power of the force figures and so these are my vintage figures these are my first star wars figures and i i love the idea of building this out and they're cheap and accessible which i love too right you can go into any toy shop any comic book shop there's going to be power of the force figures there (laughs) which is and it makes the hunt fun you know what I mean? It's yeah. it, you can get it. You're not breaking the bank. Like I also bought this week. I like you, Troy. I started pulling the trigger on this Infinity Saga stuff. So I bought the Quicksilver. Yeah. Because I walked in a Toys R Us and there's only one left. I'm starting to think, ah, do I start need to pull the trigger on this? But I bought half of this stuff for the same price as this one Quicksilver. <laughs> and and so, you know, it's it's just been a a wild experience. The same experience I've had throughout the pandemic, going back to the Turtles, going back to Ghostbusters, and now back to Power of the Force. And it's not for everyone, the retro collecting or going back and getting childhood stuff and all that. But I have to tell you, this is probably, and I've said this many times, but the most fun I've had in all these universes in years. It's cool that we've all had a experience inside of a different franchise or a different fandom that we don't Mm. usually dip into, but here we are all walking away with it each about a hundred bucks worth of stuff that we hadn't planned on buying or collecting not just two weeks ago (laughs) so the power of collecting guys it uh it is something else and i hope you guys are out there having as much fun as as we are not only in in collecting but in fandom i i will say that even as we come to the end of this episode here this is like the most fun i've had podcasting like i always have fun but this has just been a great positive experience through all of this and and i hope you guys are enjoying it out there in the community you know whatever it is you're collecting or or watching or enjoying you know you can always always share stuff with us and and enjoy and have fun with us like this it's the name of the game and like we chronicled there there's so much coming not only in tv film but also the plastic guys it's it's always going to be there whether it's retro new statues or something new else you're exploring you know, it, it's it's all about uh, about having that fun with the franchises that we that we live in that we love. So, guys, we're gonna wrap this one up here. Before we do depart, I will remind you again: this Friday, we have got our big first live stream with our partnership podcast with the boys over at Vigilante nineteen thirty nine. Four questions about fandom. We're each bringing a secret question to the table from fandom. So there's no specific theme or topic, and that is the point, to have a real raw discussion about the things that we consume our lives with, but also getting away and stepping back from chronicling news or trailers or anything like that. So trying to bring a new and different dynamic to our discussions, and we always have a ton of fun with the guys over at V39. A lot of this was concocted so that we could have a few drinks and talk fandom and Star Wars, Marvel, DC, and beyond. So make sure you go ahead over there. It's going to be a ton of fun and and just just enjoy with us and another thing too big shout out to to our man Stu Baca I know he's been up and down with with health and all that and we just want to wish him the best out there he's always been a huge supporter of the show he's been an integral part of our community since really it's our inception 
and big shout out to him wishing him well and uh in a speedy recovery with everything man we're, we're here and uh the show's always going to be here for you so you know we're looking forward to having you uh back in a serious way inside of the community here but get well soon my man yeah get well soon man best guy on the internet love yeah. Stubaka. oh always just such a positive force and sharing so many cool things with us yeah mm. amazing that she hulk collection and his love and passion for mm. for that universe it's uh absolutely incredible looks like i just had a subscription box delivered but uh i guess that's for next weekend or... yes it's oh, man it's gonna keep stacking up i got a few things to talk about ebay carlos and i gotta talk to you about it till it gets back but i was pulling the trigger on ebay <laughs> i know I, i'm gonna need an intervention pretty soon all of us are i think <laughs> all right guys if you'd like to be a bigger part of this show you can always email us at the nerdroom at gmail.com you can find everything we do over at the nerdroom.net the hunt is real and it's over on Instagram, as long as they're not taking Troy's videos down, you can see all the content <laughs> that we're putting up there each and every week. Our hunt captures, for some of you, Troy's Optimus Prime videos up there. For some of you, it's not. <laughs> You're going to see stuff from <laughs> Carlos and I up there as well in this coming week. And Twitter, it's where the community is thriving, where it's chatting, where it's talking, debating, having fun, sharing what we do every single week in nerd our handles are at the end of the episode and you can always use the hashtag we the nerd so with all that being said and another great episode behind us guys i look forward to discussing nerd with you next week and for listeners to come back here and enjoy and celebrate with us so until then for the nerd room i'm tim i'm troy and i am optimus Prime. <laughs> thank you guys so much for entering the nerd room this has been a Nerd Room Podcast production. You can find our hosts Tim, Troy, Sanjay, and Carlos on Twitter at TheNerdRM, TroyTheBoy87, Sanjabi, and CDN Caped Crusade R. For more content from The Nerd Room, check out TheNerdRoom.net. And don't forget to subscribe to The Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you plug in. Use the hashtag WeTheNerd to keep up with the latest from The Nerd Room on Instagram and Twitter.